Yeah, welcome back to Nigeria Filmmaker, a podcast for us to talk about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Selegot. On this episode, my guest is Uyoyo Adia. She's a director, writer, and assistant director. She has worked on several award-winning projects and is a screenwriter for the remake of Inaka the Pretty Serpent. We talk about mentorship, what makes a good AD, and her growth in the industry. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Uyoyo. You're welcome to the Ninja Filmmaker. Can you introduce yourself? Um, okay. So my name is Uyoyo Adia, and I am a filmmaker, a director, and a writer. Sometimes I take on AD for some projects. Okay. That's great. So can you tell us um, how your filmmaking journey started? Well, uh, it started in, I think, 20... 20- 13, there about. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine called me. I was in school at the time, and I think we were on strike or something of the sort. Yeah. And a friend of mine called me and said he wanted to shoot and was asking if I was interested in being, uh, you know, part of it yeah. as an actor. And I'm like, of course, sure, why not? So I jumped on it. We did a short film. And since then, I, I was just like, man, I, I have to be in this industry. I have to, you know, keep doing, I have to keep doing this. And, you know, I went as an actor, did different auditions, but nothing was really coming forth. In 2017, uh, I had I had a group of friends and we shot um, a short film with a phone at the time, with an iPhone. And just at that point, I saw a home video call for script writing workshop. Yeah. And I decided to apply. And uh, that same year, I attended the Real Time Film Festival. And I met with um, Tokbaoshin, a known and well-recognized filmmaker in Nigeria. Yeah. And I asked to intern on and. She invited me to intern on one of her sets that year. So I, I started discussing with my friends. I went for the internship. We talked about, you know, into the home video screenwriting workshop. And that was how my fully. So, um, I mean, your early days, you acted in Child Not Bride, Ghana Street League. How were those experiences as an actor? Oh, woof. Oh, well, you went far. <laughs> So as an actor, it was quite exciting actually. So like I said, Child No Bride is actually the film I did first when uh, school was strike. Yeah. You know, from that point, I really wanted to be like I really wanted to be an actor. Like that was from that point going forward, I just knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry as an actor, mm. and I, I kept pursuing it. And then when. Uh, I did Home Vida. So Ghana Street League was born out of Home Vida because 
we had the idea when we were at the home video workshop. Uh, my my mentor now, which was one of the teachers at the time, Mr. Chris Ode, mm. um, you know, supported myself and Amasamis to do the film. Yeah. And I mean, it was an amazing experience for me because I I, I used to play football. I love football. I, lo- I love the sport. Yeah. So to combine acting and a sport that I love, it was amazing for me. I like I really 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 enjoyed the experience. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this this acting thing. This is my thing. So the experience was was I think the experience sealed everything that I I, I wasn't sure. And how how was it like filming? A sport film like a football film how were you guys like did you guys need to do um, more takes than usual how was that okay so like, uh, that was very exciting for me because those those were two teams that i love and bringing it together as one i didn't feel like i was filming when i was i was actually playing the game the only thing was the director would say cut and then i'll have to stop because they want to get a particular shot of when my leg moved and and all, mm. you know. But yes, we had to take multiple takes, uh, a lot of takes, especially when we were filming the the match scene, yeah. Um, because we had to get every every shot right. Uh, it was tiring but exciting, right? So it's when you get back home in the night and you want to sleep. That's when you realize that you are tired. Yeah. So as I said, I enjoyed it. It's one of it's it still remains one of my best moments in the industry because, like I said, I love this sport. When did you write your first script? What year was that? Uh, that would be 20, 2015, I think, on Vulcan. Yeah. And uh, what got you into script writing? Like, what drew you to that part of filmmaking? So, a friend of mine I just met at the time. Damn, I can't believe I have forgotten his name. I need to remember his name. I told him I had some stories I wanted to tell. Huh. And he was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And everything. But have you ever thought about writing these stories yourself? No, I'm not a writer. I mean, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're not a writer. But with the way you narrate whatever it is you want to tell, you already have your story. You know what it is. You even know what your character's should say or you know you you want your characters to say mm. so why don't you try it? i mean if you try it and it doesn't work out then fine i'm like okay so i went online i googled how to write a script the format how it's supposed to look and everything and i decided to give it a go so as as it was coming to me i was writing at the time i the first i used uh, microsoft word to write yeah at the time I was just writing as it came to me. And when I was done, I sent him the script. And he was like, hmm, not bad, not, not bad for yourself, but this is what you can do. So he was the first person that actually made me realize that writing a story or a script is not, it's not basically writing it as you think in your head. You yeah. Know? So yeah, that was how I got into the um, writing gig. And then when I saw the call for the Home Vida script writing workshop, I applied for it. So that was my second, my application for the workshop was my second script. Yeah. Okay. Apart from the networking opportunities, what do you feel you gained from the Home Vida entry? Oh, um, 
first a, a bit of exposure. I also learned how to be confident in myself, but to also say or to speak when I don't know something. Like, do not be ashamed to ask questions. Hmm. Um, I also learned the importance of pitching an idea you strongly believe in. Uh, you know, we need some particles, some writing particles, some filming particles. I actually pitched myself to Mr. Chris because the first thing he did when he entered the class was, you know what, I'm an investor. Hmm. I have 10,000 naira to invest in your film. Pitch yourself to me and whoever can interest me or whoever gets my interest I will invest my 10,000 naira in you. So we were all pitching ourselves to him like we're pitching his script and he had 10,000 naira to give us as yeah. his investment in it. That pitching session went on the class. Everybody actually pitched themselves. And I did too. And actually won the money, you know. So I, I learned, yeah, it, somebody can go through a thousand and one pitch, but something has to make you stand out. For, for that person to be interested in you or in your story. Mm. Well, when I opened the experience for me, because that was, at, that was the point I told myself, this is where I want to be, the film industry. Yeah. And, um, you know, you went on to make um, several films. There was even a short film that you, your brother and your mother acted in. How was, <laughs> how was it working with yeah. your family, directing almost, them? Yeah. <laughs> It was not easy, but again, it was exciting. So I have this, um, since 2017, I have, I had this, um, I've had this thing in me to always shoot a film with my phone every yeah. year. And lost for me was that film for that year. And working with my brother at the time, he also wanted to be an actor. So I had to, sit down and figure out, okay, if you call yourself a writer, if you're a script writer, you need to write a one-man story. Huh. Because I had just my brother and I had my phone. I didn't have any other other things. And I figured, okay, why not do this kind of story? And I had my mom. My mom is a dramatic person on a normal day, so yeah. she was excited to be <laughs> in front of the camera. But it was a collaborative effort between me and my brother. My brother was the one that edited the film. That was his first time editing in his life. Yeah. So he was um, learning how to edit on Google, on YouTube, while I was learning how to shoot with a phone and shoot and direct and write myself. Yeah. So it was an exciting time, time or moment for both of us because we were both discovering things that we didn't know we could do yeah. at the time. I'm still proud of that film today. Yeah. Something I noticed with like you and how you approach your filmmaking is you pretty much do stuff where you are. So, yeah, you shot it with the phone. I mean, some people think they need to like get a red or a bigger camera before they can shoot their first film. But you pretty much just took your phone and did this. Like how important is it to work with what you have and grow from there? So, um... First of all, what I will always say is the best way to be a filmmaker is to start with whatever it is that you have. Mm. And the good thing about this generation is that phone in your hand can literally take you places. Yeah. 
the way people sit down and just post pictures with their phone on social media is the way you can film. But then I've always heard uh, people shooting with their phones and all that. I had done a short film before that where I was an actor. Uh, and we shot it with a phone and it, it came out pretty good because again all we had was the phone there was no extra light we literally shot it daylight actors then edit your film you know so that was a challenge to me because in my mind I'm like I know I'll probably not it will probably not be perfect but start from here Sometimes what the industry wants to see, that first step that you take. Yeah. That, um, what what can you do with so little? So if I can trust you with so little, I can trust you with something big. That kind of mindset. Yeah. And in this industry, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't long before I found out that nobody was going to feed you. So you have to do something to challenge yourself, to shake yourself. Yeah. And that's what I did with shooting the phone. And again, it was an exciting process for me because I figured out, out that that means if I can shoot this with this list, when I'm trying to shoot my own film, a short film or a feature film, and I'm trying to be more experimental or I'm trying to cut down costs, I know that but that device in my pocket can work for me. Yeah. I will not be the first to use the phone to shoot and I will not be the last to use the phone to shoot. But knowing that you can use something too small to bring something too big to life, that's exciting for me. Yeah. So, you know, looking at your credit, a good number of your the films you have written or directed were produced by Judith Aldu. Um, some articles go ahead to describe you as a protege. What would you say is the relationship? Uh, it's a... Well, it started off as a mentor-mentee relationship. Yeah. But now it's it's more than that. It's a friendship relationship, but it's a friendship. Yeah. It's uh, it's a collaboration. It is yeah. That's that's what it is right now. It's going beyond the mentor-mentee mentee level. We are now a family. That's what it is right now. Yeah. So. I call her my mommy in the industry. She's my mommy. Outside my mom, she's my mommy in this world that I am trying to build for myself. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we are right now. Okay. And um, how important is it to have like mommies or daddies or mentors in this industry? How important do you think the role they play is? Um, I think it's very important too. So somehow because you are born with a silver spoon, uh. life tends to go in a particular direction for you. You may you may work for it. You may work for a lot of things that you have. Yeah. But because there was a silver spoon in your mouth when you were born, that work was easier, kind of. Uh. Compared to someone that was not born with a silver spoon, that person has, probably has to work if you're working five times as hard, that person probably has to work 10 times as hard. Yeah. So that is what I think the importance of having a mentor in the industry is. Now, let me state this for a fact. Where I am today is by the grace of God. But if God did not put Judith in my life, 
I would have still probably been pushing to go to to break through into the industry. And maybe in the next four or five years, I would have broken into the industry. But because I had this person in my life, fast tracks for me. Yeah. Because I had someone to guide me through and through it all. So if you don't have a mentor, it's not bad, it's not a crime. But there is an extra advantage having a mentor just to you. The people you meet, the kind of stories you tell, your mentality changes eventually. So yes, yeah. I would say it's important. Okay. So how did you get into assistant directing? Um, that's a very weird story because the first they first became an assistant director. I never wanted to be an actor again. <laughs> yeah. So um, after Home Vida, I kept in touch with Mr. Chris. And after the short um, Ghana Street League, I went to Abuja. Yeah. I stayed in Abuja for a while. And throughout the time I stayed in Abuja, I was always calling him and all that. So at the time, he had a series. He had an, a Hausa, one Hausa series to produce. And then he called me and was like, okay, that can do a series. That, but he would like me to come in as an assistant director for him. Uh. You know, I'm like, I mean, when I was pitching myself to him, when I was talking to him, what I wanted was to be a writer and then an actor. But he was like, I, I know that you want to act and all that, but I want you to be my AD. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, anything to be on set, I will be on set. Yeah. And that's how my AD journey started. So I was the AD for him on that set, which was not easy, by the way. It was my first time. It was a series. It was a lot. And I was, of course, I was a newbie. So it's not like I was the first, I was the second AD to an AD. Mm. I was the AD. Yeah. So I had to learn a lot on my feet. I had to learn a lot of things on that on that set. I had to learn a lot of things on the journey. Yeah. So that was my first encounter behind the scene as an AD. And from that moment I I being an actor ran out of my head. Yeah. And um what are some of the lessons you have learned in your days of being an assistant director? Um so first things first I would say is you have to be a very calm person. You have to be calm and you have to be relatable because a lot, a lot lies on the shoulder of an assistant director. Uh. Now, um, the director is the head of everything, right? But to push that project forward, to make sure according to schedule, to uh. make sure that you finish shoot according to the days you have scheduled to finish it, to make sure that your actors are on set, to make sure that your actors are in costume and in makeup, to make sure that every department is on the tone. Uh. That lies with the assistant director. And if you are not a patient count person, in my opinion, I don't think you should be an AD because that's a lot of responsibility for one person. Okay. So you can be on set and five departments or four departments have issues at the same time. You have to know how to solve them. Yeah. And you cannot solve issues on your feet if you are not a calm person. 
if you don't think on your feet, but if you're not patient and calm, you cannot solve issues on your feet. You cannot be the AD that is always shouting at um, at different departments. When they have issues, they probably be scared to come talk to you. Uh. So you need to be calm enough and patient enough with them. So when there is a problem, they are, there is trust between you and other departments. And you can come and say, ah, AD, I think I need five minutes for this thing. Reason with them, understand with them, and it's it's your choice to, it's your call to say okay, and you can have the five minutes or a minute, but you make it three minutes. Uh. You cannot be hot tempered person. It works for some people, yeah, I think, but in my opinion, you can't be hot tempered person and be an AD. So an AD is supposed to be like a soldier on set without the gun, but knows how to diffuse you know situations on the go. Yeah. Okay. So as a writer and director, what stories get you excited? Hmm. Um, I think I can say the stories that don't get me excited. Um, horror and drama, I mean, and comedy yeah. don't really get me excited. Okay. Um, I actually just directed a comedy film and I never thought I would direct a comedy film in my life, but I actually just did. Yeah. But romance gets me exci- excited, um, drama gets me excited, action gets me excited, a bit of thriller gets me excited. Yeah. Uh, musical, so that's musicals and drama. Rom-coms, some rom-coms get me excited. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of the films you've been involved in, for example, like The Session, it has like 11... Best of Nollywood nominations. It also um, got like a nomination at the Abuja International Film Festival, and also like your short film projects that have gone on to win awards at film festivals. What would you say is your um, kind of full circle moment? What when do you yeah. feel like you've arrived the most? Is it when awards keep kind of pouring in, or is it? kind of the impact the movie has on the audience? So, um, I, I, I don't necessarily have that feeling of I've arrived, um, but I feel thankful that when people watch the film, they can get the message that I was trying to pass across Yeah. for me. Um, the the awards and the nominations for me are acknowledgement and validation and a bit of validation oh. you know but when you sit down in a hall and um an audience is watching your film and then they understand ex- exactly what you are trying to do that oh. is when for me at that point i am grateful i did what i did I'm grateful I I ran with the story and made that film. Yeah. But the minute that moment is over, I'm thinking of, okay, what is the next thing to do? Because this this thing I just did, I need to step up from this. Yeah. So what is the next thing to do? Yeah, that's always my, my mindset. So, you know, since I'm joining the industry fully in 2017 your career has grown in leaps and bounds um and this is all kind of culminating in 
your latest credit as the writer of the remake for Ineka the Pretty Serpent, The Becoming. Congrats on that Thank you project. so much. Yeah. How did you feel when you got the gig to write hmm. this film? I am... Uh, I was scared. I was scared. So, um, I have been writing for a while. Yeah. And I won't say my script has been the best script out there, but I, I, on the average, I know I write well on the average. So having this as having this being brought to me and like, okay, no, you are going to write in a kind of picture. I'm like, okay, get out of here. Like for mm-hmm. real. Yeah. I was so scared, but I was, I had this belief that if I put my mind to it, I could do it. Yeah. And I, I try not to run away from challenges, especially challenges that I know will take me to the next level. Yeah. So I embraced it as scared as I was. I embraced it and I ran with it. And at, at a point, I think I called the producer, by my mentor, Mr. Chris. I'm like, Mr. Chris, I think I do want to write it. And he's like, oh, I believe in you. I know you can do this. Yeah. Um, I told you this and he was like, you can do this. I know you can do this. And Mr. Chris is like, I wouldn't give you something of this caliber if I think you could not do it. Mm. You know? And that was that was a bit reassuring for me as a writer. Yeah. And like, you know what? Whatever whatever um whatever whatever good thing you want to get is not gonna come easy. So you just have to follow this head head on and do what you have to do, you know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I took the bull by the horn. I'm like, whatever is going to happen, will happen. But this one, I die here. Here we are today. So um, this is this is the remake for the last film, yeah. Yeah, this is the remake for yes, in a kind of Yes. Okay. So like, what um, material did you have to work with? Was it just the story from the last film, or you got some extra things to work? With? Uh, we. We got some extra things to work with. We took elements. Um, we took elements from the old film. I had to watch the old film uh, when we were creating the story, and we took elements from the old film to add to what we were going to do. Yeah. So you definitely be seeing elements from the old uh, old film. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to like I am I am I'm so excited I can't wait. Yeah, and um, let me guess, um, Mr. Chris is your daddy in, in the industry. Yes, yes, and yes, he's my dad. Yeah, if you calculate from 2017, that's about three years, and um, yeah, you've you've kind of done a lot in these three years. So whatever you're doing, I guess it must be working. So how do you make sure you? improve your craft like how do you kind of always improve as a person as a filmmaker what do you do so um this is where i say um having mentors uh, are good you know because you get to be in rooms that you can see the people that have been before you you get to be in rooms with them and you get to see how they are doing stuff and um watch them and learn from them yeah and also, uh, I get to watch a lot of films. Uh, I get to read a lot of scripts, and 
it's just like how um a baby grows. Yeah, they start from crawling and then they start for to walking and then they go to running. At every stage in my career, yeah. it has been one project one project has a project that takes me to the next level. Yeah. And I've always had the best people by my side, always. So I'm always open to learn. I'm always open to learning new stuff. Uh I understand that my career has grown a lot, but I'm not there yet. So yeah. I'm still going to keep learning. And when I watch movies this year, it's not the same way I make movies or I, or I see the films this year shot that I want to shoot movies next year. Uh. You have to take it up a notch. And for you to take it up a notch, you need to uh, expose yourself to different materials, different master classes, different sets, work with different directors to know how to think. And I mean, you just, you just, see that the way you do stuff you you surprise your own self yeah you surprise your own self i always say you are you are good or you are great at what you do sometimes based on the people that surround you so if the people that surround you don't challenge you to be better you'll probably be on the same level for a very long time all day i i am writing short films, um, directing short films. The people around me are telling me, try doing a feature film. It might not be uh, as perfect as you want it or anything, but you just want to give it a try. Yeah. You know, you'll be there to support you, you'll be there to help. You find out that even if you fail doing your first feature film, when you do a second one, you won't feel like the way you feel the first time. Mm. You actually won't, it won't be the same thing. Because you would have gained some level of experience. You were open to learning. You were open to challenging yourself to take it one step higher. Mm. So that that's what I, I've always done to make sure that the people ahead of me are not just ahead of me in the industry, but know the craft more than I do mm. so that they challenge me more to do more and exceed my limits so yeah so yeah what are some of the, the genres of films like you like to make in the future that you haven't tried yet hmm i want to they are they are probably all under um drama but i want to do i really love to do a musical yeah i really want to do a musical film um i want to do a musical film i don't want to do a horror film I probably want to do action because that has my curiosity up. So what is it about and horror that I don't like? rom-com. Oh, first of all, I don't like watching horror. So when I was writing Neka, the this happened, it was scary. I, I found out that I couldn't sleep very well at night. Yeah. Because of the script, because of the story. So it was quite scary for me. Yeah. It was exciting, but it was scary. And I totally hate snakes. I hate snakes on a normal day. Uh-huh. So normally I do not like watching horror on a normal day. So if I don't like watching it, I don't think I will be able to make it. Okay. The Nigerian film industry is growing and um, there are a lot of things we can improve on. So what's that one thing for you that you think or you would love to improve for us to kind of get better as an industry? Um, so for me, number one on that list would be 
story. Not just the kind of story we tell, but the way we tell the story. Um, that's number one for me. Uh, number two for me is uh, acting. I think to a very large extent, we're getting the technical part of filmmaking, right? Yeah. But there is a lacking in the way we tell stories with the camera and the uh, the performance oh. of some of the characters. Um, another thing that I would really like to see improved is the production design, yeah. the art direction of our film. Yeah. Yeah. So with the um, with the acting, do you think? Maybe it's because a lot of films are happening and actors have to jump from set to set, so they don't have enough time to prepare for a role. Do you think that may maybe one of the reasons why the acting isn't so great at the moment? Well, um, I, I can't really say for sure, but I think that's part of the reasons. Another reason I, 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 I see recently that it's part of the reason is passion. So they say this person be like, oh, I could also be a star. Uh. But they don't know that it entails a lot to be a star. It's a lot of actors are, are people that in a year they can live the life the life of ten different characters, and that's a lot to put on one person uh. because uh. your 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 personality is at stake. You might do a film today and you find out that. Oh, that character you played, you loved it so much. So you mm. want to remain like that in real life. Yeah. That's going to affect how you see yourself. That's going to affect how your family probably sees you. That is when, when an actor has done his or her job. When, if I see that role that you played in that film, I believe it so much that you were that character. So when I see you now, that is that character that I see that just gets me angry. Uh, That's when an actor has done his um, or her job. When the character is so believable. I mean, that's how we get fans. That's how people uh, have fans. Because, oh my God, I love her character so much in that film. Oh my God, I love this character so much in that film. Yeah. Oh my God, I felt so much for his character. It's a combination of things that make you have that feel, but it is also the act of bringing that character to life. Uh, you know. So I really think that... Um, when you when you have too many projects at the same time, I don't know who is who because if I'm shooting right now, you might bring your character from the film you were shooting before. I can't have my own character in you because you are already immersed in another character. So yeah, I think that that's one of the reasons. But I also again think that it has to do with passion. You have to do what you do. It's yeah. not about the money or about the fame. Yeah. If you love what you do and you do it well, the money on the thing will come. Uh -huh. And what is it about the stories that we're not getting quite right at the moment? So, um, I find that our stories are one dimensional, one dimension. They go one way. And the fact that they go one way, like I said, it's not so much about the story, but the way the, the story is told. I can watch a very simple story, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, they fall in love, they break up, and they marry different people. Yeah. There's a particular way a director will shoot that film that you will ask yourself, oh boy, is it the same 
story. Like, is this a boy meet girl, girl meet boy, they fall in love, but they break up later kind of story. Uh. But there, there's another way that's how we treat it, and then all you will just see is, oh, boy meet girl, girl meet boy. I feel like as much as the, the, the actors are in their character, as much as you are trying to tell a story with the actors, I feel like your camera and your actors, have, have, they have to be in love with each other. Uh. They have to be in a dance. They have to dance together, you know, to tell a beautiful story. And then to add the icing on top of the cake, the editor is the final storyteller. So your editor also has to understand where you are coming from as a director. Your editor has to understand why you took this shot. Uh. What story is this shot telling? You know, it's not just taking shots for taking sake. It's not just taking a white shot, you know. You need to tell a story with every scene, every shot, every movement. There is a reason why you are cutting away to show me just the fingers of a lady. There is a reason, there should be a reason why you are showing me um, just the smoke puff of a cigarette somebody is smoking, you know. So I feel like we haven't really got into the why we, we do something, mm. you know. We haven't learned how to make the, the camera and the actor be in love with each other. And that's something I think is lacking. Um, I mean, it's beginning to, it's beginning to, people are beginning to work on it, but have a whole lot of work to do. Yeah. So, um, Uyoyo, how can people keep up with your work? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, on, I'm, I'm more on Instagram and Twitter. So, on Instagram, I'm at Missy underscore E. And on Twitter, I am... Okay. Thanks, Uyoyo, for coming on The Niger Filmmaker. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Congrats on Ineka the Pretty Serpent. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, this. We have come to the end of this episode. Please remember to leave a rating and a review. You can send your questions and feedback on social media. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Selegov Film and the podcast also on Instagram and Twitter at The Ninja Film Pod. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.